Hi there, welcome back to episode 8 of the Gravity Digital Marketing Agency Power Up podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and each week I'm joined by small digital agency owners and solo practitioners of all kinds, just like you. In this episode I'm speaking to Katrina Douglas from Katrina Douglas Marketing. Katrina's business is only a couple of years old, but it's a great case study on how much you can achieve with a little focus and some clear goals. So welcome to episode 8 and let's meet Katrina. So Katrina, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on. We met briefly last time I was in London, so it's great to be able to spend a bit more time finding out about your business. So why don't we start by you just telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you are, and the kind of work you do. Great. Hi, Bob. Well, thank you for having me. Very much appreciated. Great to talk to you. So as you mentioned, I'm Katrina Douglas. So I'm a chartered marketer. And in a nutshell, I help business owners market their businesses successfully with focus and clarity. Because what I find, Bob, is that a lot of people, they dabble with marketing, perhaps do marketing, but sometimes so often it's there's not a strategic approach to it. So that's pretty much what I focus on, helping businesses focus their marketing and get really clear to make sure that, you know, their day-to-day marketing activity is aligned with their long-term goals. So I'm based in London. Um, Luton, in fact, born and bred in London. So uh, based in Bedfordshire. And I've been in marketing for about 12 years. So love it, really. I was fascinated. I had a look at your LinkedIn bio before I came on to the podcast just now and was fascinated to see that you were, I'm not sure if it was your most recent job, mm-hmm. but head of marketing for One and One. Yes. Um, yeah. For me, One and One are one of these names that has been with me for the past 20 years, if, if you're not in my particular space, you may not have heard of One and One, yeah. but they're so probably one of the biggest web hosting companies in the planet. They are, they are. Um, and it was a great experience working with them. So I was head of UK marketing for four years. I launched their TV campaign, spent a lot of time in Germany where they're headquartered. So great, great company um, internally and um, externally. They do a lot of great stuff and they've actually recently rebranded. So yeah, um, the highlight of my career, actually. Yeah, and it was a, a highlight that lasted a little while as well. You were there for four and a half yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, very impressed with that. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> it was a bit of a geek moment. So now you're working with your own clients. Yeah. You can set up your own business. How long have you been doing that? So I have been doing this technically since 2015, but kind of not because, you know, after being in corporate for 10 years, it's, it's intense. And, you know, my role was quite high level. So I traveled a lot. And so I kind of just wanted a year to kind of unwind, um, be a wife, be a mom. In that time, I actually wrote a book as well. Um, And so even though I kind of technically had a company, had a business, I would say I've been actively building it for about two years. One of the things that definitely caught my attention was the book because I haven't written a book, but I believe it to be a hellishly hard work. Was that something that you intentionally did as part of your sort of going solo? No, it wasn't. It was totally accidental. I never intended to write a book. Um, But for me, I think um, my journey into entrepreneurialism was unexpected. 
in the sense that I had planned for it for a decade. I always knew that I would ultimately uh, build my own business, but the actual real life experience was very different to what I expected. Um, because there was a sense of bereavement because you you reach a certain level of success, you have a great career. And then in some ways, even though you, you're at that point an expert um, in what you do, you're a novice at building a business. So it's kind of that juxtaposition of kind of starting again. And so I really wanted to write something or, yeah, I wanted to write something that really dealt with those real issues, but was still on topic, on the topic of marketing. And so that's where I came up with the um, philosophy of momentum. Well, it's a word, but for me, it's also a philosophy. And this idea that you need two things to succeed in business ultimately. And the first is motivation, the ability to keep going day in and day out. And the second thing is marketing because you can have the greatest idea in the world. But if you don't know how to build your business, then, um, you know, you're kind of, you know, it's going to be a struggle for you. And so the process was quite cathartic in a sense that it was helping me process where I was and actually helping me connect with people based on where I was in that entrepreneurial journey and countering this narrative about six figures in six months and, you know, that it's great to be an entrepreneur and all of this. And it is all those things. And yes, you can build a a business, a six-figure business in six months, but for most of us, that's not our story. That's not our journey. So I wanted to to write something that was really real, really honest, but very practical. So um, if I just tell you a bit about how I structured the book and why I structured it like that. So it's called Momentum. Please, that was going to be my next question. (laughs) Great. So it's called Momentum, 90 Days of Marketing Tips and Motivation to Kickstart Your Business. And so it's very focused on that initial three-month period where you're really transitioning. And like I said, there's two things that I think businesses need, momentum and motivation and marketing. So on every day, there's a little honest bit about my journey and about the process. And then there's a bit, uh, there's a motivation for you to just kind of, you know, boost you um, on that particular day and a practical marketing tip. So some, it's very light, um, very practical. So you can read it all the way through in a 90 day period, or you can dip in and out and take from it what you want. But I, you know, I always say it's like a buffet, you know, take what you want and leave what you don't. But um, something I'm very proud of. Um, and for me, it was as much for you know others as it was for me it was very very cathartic yeah and what was your process of actually writing it um it see that's another thing as well which is quite interesting um it was slow and steady so it was part of my routine because one of the things that i missed and i took for granted when i worked for so many years in corporate was the routine you know, you have to be at work at nine o'clock, you know, I have to leave. And I, I love routine. I love structure. And so when that was gone, it really threw me off. So I deliberately put things in my day that at a set time I would have to do. And one of those things was writing my book. So my one thing, yeah. um, again, another great book, The One Thing, definitely worth a read. I digress. But, you know, my one thing for about a year's period was the first thing I do every day is to write a bit of my book. So that was kind of the process. And I did that until it was done, essentially. And the reason I was quite interested in your process there is we're often told, and I know from speaking to many people, that having a book, uh, whether people read it or not, is one of the great authority builders. Mm -hmm. They are often described as the world's best business card. Mm -hmm. Have you found people reacting to the fact that you have written a book or, or would be categorized as an author differently than you would if you were some marketer that hadn't? I think so. I think um, 
on a number of levels, I think that it demonstrates that you kind of do know what you're talking about and there's proof out there. And I think it demonstrates um, a level of commitment. I think it takes a degree of tenacity to be able to write a book. And I think it says a lot of things. Um, and to be honest, Bob, it's one of those things that often I kind of forget that I've written a book. Like you do, it's like any goal that you have, you do it. And it's like, okay, I've done it. You forget about it. Um, and so to a yeah. degree, I'm always taken aback when it does have such a response. Because honestly, half the time I forget that it's even done until people mention it. Or <laughs> it's just one of the things that it was on my my goal list once upon a time and it's it's done. But I think it does give, you know, that ex- extra bit of, you know, credibility, which is helpful in business. Another thing I wanted to touch on is you introduced yourself as a chartered yeah. marketer. And I know for people looking to move up the career ladder in corporations, that's quite important. But in your own business, have you found that that opens doors for you, brings advantages? Uh, Because I know as as an independent digital marketer Mm -hmm. running my own practice and knowing lots of people in the space, actually very few people are chartered. How how does that work for you just now? Um, I think it's great for me it's very important it gives me a certain degree of credibility if i perhaps tell you what what it means to be chartered um first of all um so basically it means that you are qualified academically so i studied um for at least seven years um took me yeah it took me about seven years to get the credentials i studied um well i've studied marketing for many many years but um for four years um and then did various courses so it shows that you're qualified from a a academic level but more importantly from a professional level so you have to have have practiced marketing and had a career in marketing um, at at a high level so you have to have practiced for at least seven years the other thing is that it can be taken from you at any time any year so you have to prove that you're still a relevant and up-to-date marketing marketer so it's good from that point of view and it keeps me on my toes in terms of opening doors um honestly a lot of people don't know what it is so sometimes not always um but what it does is once i a door has been opened it's a differentiator because there are lots of marketers out there and market is one of those professions where you know if you know no social media people say that you know, they're a marketer. And so there's so many different levels and degrees of competence. It's a differentiator. So when people understand what it is and what it means, um, it definitely helps me to kind of close the deal um, and, and get yeah. jobs. Yeah. So your business now, obviously you're independent, you're doing yeah. your own thing. Looking through your website, your, your practice is broken down to training, coaching, uh, delivering yeah. marketing mm-hmm. services. Where do you find you spend the lion's share of your time now? I'm in a transition phase, actually. So um, I, for the last year or so, I spent a lot of my time in the coaching space. Um, But I'm moving into slightly larger businesses, although I'll always have that, that kind of consult, that coaching business. I love working with entrepreneurs, love working with startups. But I'm moving into a space um, where... I'm working with slightly larger businesses that are more established. So it's it's 
still everything I do is strategy based. So starts with a marketing strategy. So I'm still doing that, but it's also more consultative. And also I'm acting like a freelance marketing director. So almost like a business partner from the marketing point of view um, and building with my clients. And one thing I find pretty consistently is in a lot of companies and particularly the larger companies where they don't have an internal marketing director or um, somebody like you, they'll hire a digital marketing company or a marketing company or an agency um, without giving them clear direction. And one of the advantages I see of having somebody like you holding the strings is that the right strings get pulled. But how much of the actual delivery, I guess the question I'm really getting at is how much are you doing everything yourself or how much are you sort of managing the subcontracting outsourcing of the the activity? So I... I'm pure strategy. So, you know, um, Bob, um, as you can probably tell from my career, I've done the full mix, TV, digital, all of it. But I deliberately decided to focus purely on strategy and get that right. So that when clients go to marketing agencies like yourself, they have that strategy in place. Then I work with a network of strategic partners to to deliver that. So um, sometimes it's white labeled. So sometimes, for example, a PPC provider, I might just be the, the the point of the point of contact and everything is managed through me. That's yeah. for the clients that work with me as a freelance marketing director. I'll do that. And they don't have visibility of, of that side of things. And for other clients um, where I'm perhaps just guiding them through the process and acting as a consultant, I will literally hand them off. I will make the recommendation and I will make the introductions and I will hand them off to the end users, still supporting them in the background from a strategic um, point of view, helping them course correct at times. But that's how the relationship works. Before we, before we actually started recording, we were talking about sales a little bit and we can come to that in a minute. Um, but what I really wanted to focus in on a bit was on your website, there was a blog post about um, how a lot of people depend on word of mouth for business. And, and a lot of the guests that I've had, I've, I pretty consistently ask, what does business development look like for you? How does the work come to you? And the answer is almost always word of mouth plays a very, very big part of it. It's probably the largest part. How is that for you? Obviously, it's one thing saying other businesses depend on word of mouth and it's problematic but actually a lot of the time what we say and the situation we're in are not necessarily the same thing so what does what does your marketing look like I guess so that's interesting so it's it's a number of things so yes it is word of mouth but I don't rely purely on my word of mouth because I'm a bit of a control freak Bob I like to have control over the process and you never know when people are gonna um Uh, recommend you you never know how good those leads are going to be and so I like to take a more proactive approach so for the Mm. last couple of years it's been very much building my brand building my reputation very much content um, that sort of thing now I'm focusing a lot more on sales I'm a lot more targeted with my approach and so I'm doing a lot of prospecting actually hand-picking the clients that I specifically want to to go to work with because I don't want many I'm very specific with the clients I want to work with um, and then going out and pursuing them so you know the first point is pros- prospecting via phone then supporting that with an email kind of process you know think what I'm going to do um, 
in the next couple of weeks is send my top prospects a really lovely Christmas card, a handwritten note, you know, things like that, really having fun with it. It's really organic. It's really personal um, and really tailored to who they are and what I know about them. No, that's really interesting. Um, so what does a typical client look like for you in an ideal world? I mean, well, maybe there's two questions there. Yeah. What do your current clients look like? And what does your ideal client look like? Bearing in mind, they won't be listening. So you can say what you like. <laughs> yeah. So um, my typical client um, is actually quite different to who I thought they would be. So these are typically people who have who are at a high level of management in corporate who want a side business but are used to the level of professionalism and they see how marketing functions strategically and they want that for their side business as well so they employ me never anticipated that that would be my client the other person is um, the person who actually has built a business before, but it was a business that built, was built purely on profit. And they're in a place where they want to build businesses based on their purpose, based on legacy, based on who they are. So those are the clients that I typically have now. Um, the clients that I want to have are businesses. And I do have... Um, I have a client that kind of fits into this this space, but the clients that I want more of are businesses that have a great reputation, are brilliant at what they do, but they are reliant solely on word of mouth. What that means is that they're missing out on lucrative opportunities to grow and to scale. So what I do is I work with them and we define their vision and their long-term goals and we develop a strategy that gets them to that. So that goes quite deep and it begins to look at their brand story, their, 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 um, their brand narrative, but also deeper in terms of, you know, what is your value ladder? Um, how are you nurturing clients? What is the lifetime value of a typical client? How can we get them... Um, how can we get that to increase, you know, a client that I literally just had a meet, well, not, not a client, but a pros prospect that I literally met with um, before uh, this, this interview. Um, he said that he has two layers of offerings and now, and he knows that he could have um, a much more complete, a much more value adding offering, but he just hasn't had, hasn't had the time to kind of develop that and implement that incredible business, cares incredibly about his client, very, very excellent at what he does, but just hasn't had the time to actually think through that. What is his business model? How could he scale? And how can he do that in a way that's going to maintain his work-life balance? So some of the things I do kind of straddle business strategy and marketing strategy, because actually I believe that marketing permeates every area of your business. And unless you uncover those very core and root business questions, um, you can't develop an effective marketing strategy. Yeah. What you're describing there actually sounds like quite an intimate client relationship. Yeah. Is that something that you find it to be? Very much so. And even when I'm speaking to my prospects, what I, how I describe myself is more than a marketing service provider, I am a business partner partner so I care yeah. about the longevity of your business I'm not that interested in businesses that just want to make a quick buck I'm very interested in legacy um, and building businesses that are going to be around 5 10 15 years from now okay another thing I'd like to touch on because I've spoken to quite a few people with the podcast and the one thing that you have at the moment that's fairly unique I've spoken to people in Cardiff and Montana mm -hmm and rural Australia, but you're in a capital city. And I'd like to focus on that a little yeah. bit. 
how do you find being in a capital city? Because I think it probably comes with lots of advantages and lots of disadvantages from a, from being highly competitive to being a massive market. So yeah. do, do you have any interesting observations about that having about being in it? Yeah, it's, it's very competitive. Um, well, I have my thoughts on competition uh, are that when you're truly flowing in your uniqueness, yes, you have competition, but it's quite easy to stand out from the crowd if you know what you're talking about. Um, and you're good at it. But I think it is in the sense that everybody nowadays thinks they're a marketer. I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people <laughs> think that um, marketing is, uh, you know, become quite accessible, which is a good thing in some ways. Um, I think there's lots of choice. There's lots of choice. Um, so you have to be able to differentiate yourself. Um, I love it. Also, because there's there's also lots of opportunities, lots of opportunities. Um, I think that what I also love about it is that there's such an eclectic mix of people and businesses. Um, yeah. And I love that. I love the diversity um, that I guess is not so much in other places, places that are not such, you know, capital are not capital cities. I think one of the advantages that I see, and it may not be a reality, mm. is where I am, there are, I mean, the, the, the population of London is the same as the entire population of Scotland. Wow. So what I see in London is there's such a diversity and density and volume of business that it's yeah. much, much easier to say, well, this is the kind of business I deal with. Whereas where I am, it's a little bit more of a take it or leave it. Now, yeah. I say that, but the chap that I mentioned in Montana, mm. his business is very, very niche. He just does digital marketing and websites for floor cleaning companies. Wow. Uh, but he does it for the entire US. Yeah. He just happens to be in Montana. Mm. Um, but he's decided that vertical market is going to be hit for him. Yeah. Is there? Would you say there's a vertical market that you focus in on or um, does it tend to be much more of the sort of... I'm exploring at the moment. So um, I'm exploring two verticals actually. Um, because I have two sides of the business, um, as well as Katrina Douglas Marketing, which is the consulting, the training, um, and the coaching. I have the Momentum Academy, which is um, marketing training for purpose-driven startups and business owners. So for that side of the business, I noticed that, um, I didn't I didn't notice this till recently, but a large amount of my following are retail businesses, so in the business and fashion. So for that side of the business, I'm going to try niching down into retail marketing mm. for that side of the business. For Katrina Douglas Marketing, I'm still exploring, but I've been targeting a lot of architects recently, which has been interesting. So I don't know yet if I'm ready to niche down, but it's an option I'm exploring. And I think, I think, Bob, um, for me, it's very important to work with businesses that I am interested in that interest me. And so, um, you know, I del I will never pursue accountants because although we obviously need them, <laughs> they, their business, their work does not interest me in the least. So, yeah. Interestingly, there is one digital marketing agency I know of based in Scotland and they just do accountants. Oh, really? Yeah. It's quite an interesting business model they have. Yeah. Anyway, I will edit that out as well. Um, <laughs> now, one thing I wanted to ask you about is your public speaking, because yeah. again, looking through your website, you, you do a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, do you find that has much of an impact on your business? Very much so. It's the easiest way for me to get clients. Literally, I love public speaking. Um, 
it gets me to I'm I'm incredibly passionate about what my what I do and it's one of the only channels that really allows me to express that that passion in its fullness and I always find that people come up to me afterwards I don't even have to try to sell or get clients they just get it and I feel like people connect with people and so you know I'm able to really connect with people and so it's so it's such an important part of my business and so I want to make more of it actually I want to do more of it because I love it and it and it works for me I think the small investment in speaking um and sort of personal brand promotion in any way whether it's real life uh, or virtual is the best way as you said to reach the clients that get you yeah and for me that's been the biggest win is I don't do tendering anymore I used to do tendering mm. um but I really disliked it because people were buying you purely based on price yeah. and specification yeah. but I don't need that in my life anymore yeah. I'm much more focused on I want people who get me absolutely to understand what's unique about me and they will stay with you in the long term because you were what they wanted in the first place absolutely so true you nailed it there obviously public speaking is one of the most painful things you can do and I suspect just speaking to you just now you're probably more comfortable than the average at it probably Probably, probably I feel, I feel very comfortable. And I think it's always about finding, you know, the marketing approach that fits you, fits who you are. And so that's very much, speaking is very much part of my DNA. And yeah, I love it. I feel very comfortable doing it. It probably works much better when you're speaking about things you know. Yeah. It probably is easier to get into a flow state. Absolutely, then. absolutely. So looking ahead then, you've been on your own a little while now. You probably have a fairly clear, clear idea. Yeah of where you want to go. Do you have an idea of what Katrina Douglas marketing will look like in five years time? Uh, Obviously there's the Momentum Academy as well. Yeah, I was thinking about this actually before um, I came on. And so I want to kind of be a secret weapon in a way, and this is counter kind of marketing, but that, you know, that is kind of very successful, but I'm less known than my clients. Like my clients are so successful that it's like, okay, who is behind helping you do this um, type of thing? So I think that's my goal to have clients that are just huge, um, that have gone from small, that have just blown up. Um, And so I don't really need to be known. I have no real desire to have a a, a massive brand in that sense, Um, which is kind of counter what I do. You know, it's it, it might be a strange thing to say. Um, so that's on the Katrina Douglas marketing side of things. Um, on the Momentum Academy side of things, um, I want to launch into events um, and also physical products. So, uh, yeah. So I guess looking at events and physical products, do you have any particular ideas around that yet? Uh, yes, I, I, I do, actually. I do. So in terms of events, I want to be collaborating on events. Mm. Um, so things that I feel support my narrative, support my story, for example, um, because I am very strategic focused, the, the money side of things, um, is, is very important. So ironically, even though I said, I don't want to work with accountants as in my clients, putting on an event with a forward thinking entrepreneurial accountant would be a good fit for me because it's very much again again about aligning your marketing activity with your financial goals and financial trajectory again I think that mindset and motivation is very important so you know collaborating with a mindset coach on an event that speaks about momentum mindset motivation and marketing 
Um, so that sort of thing, that's kind of direction I'm going with. Um, collaborating more definitely moving forward on those sorts of things. Um, even in terms of the Momentum Academy and the type of um, programs that I'm going to launch, um, there'll be, I'll have a launch partner. For example, if I launch with a fashion marketing program, it will be with a, a, a business that has a lot of traction in the fashion industry. So I see a lot of collaboration yeah. um, coming forward. In terms of my uh, product, I have a very specific in product in mind. Can't disclose too much, but it's very much building on my book and offering other things in conjunction with that. Let's just say that subscription boxes are kind of on the radar, perhaps. <laughs> if people do want to connect with you, if they want to engage in your world, is how would you like them to do that? Um, definitely visit my website and... Um, if you do want a copy of my uh, book, I will actually send you a full color PDF version completely free. So if you drop me an email, um, I will send that to you immediately. Um, follow me on social media so you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and I would actually say LinkedIn is probably the best channel for Katrina Douglas Marketing. Um, to find out a bit more about the Momentum Academy, you can also follow me on Instagram at KDA Douglas. Okay. I will put links to all of those in the show notes on the page for this episode of the podcast. Perfect. And if anybody's listening and they do want to look you up right now, there are no funny spellings in Katrina yeah. Douglas. It's just like it's Yeah, a absolutely. And it, just remember, it is a dot marketing, not dot com or dot co dot UK. So Katrina Douglas dot marketing. Katrina, thanks so much for making the time to speak to me. I'm sure... Those listening have enjoyed hearing you as much as I have speaking to you. Hopefully we can do this again sometime once you're a little bit further down the road with these new Absolutely. things. Um, and we can help you launch those. But for the moment, thank you so much. And thank you for having me, Bob. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm really inspired by how much Katrina has achieved in her business in such a short time and I'm so grateful for how openly she shared her story. If you run a small or solo practice related to digital marketing then I'd love you to get in touch. I'm really keen to interview podcast listeners for the show so no matter what stage your business is at right now get in touch and let's have that conversation. If you're a regular listener and I know there are quite a few of you now then please take a second to review the show on iTunes. A five-star review on iTunes is the way that you tell iTunes this podcast matters, and then they'll show it to more people. And you will literally make my day. Before you go, take a second to subscribe if you haven't already through your podcast player so you don't miss the next episode. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Katrina for making the time and to you for listening, and see you next time.